So let's go right into the word. We have about, uh, I have about uh, 47 minutes and I want to share God's word with you. Last week I, I shared with you on the mind, on how uh, the mind is and how to again, uh, how, how, to, how to keep our mind in subjection to God's will. And this morning I want to share with you something specific that I believe will be helpful for a lot of you who are in ministry or into the counseling ministry or in some way or the other. Because this can be applicable to a broad range of people. Now you may be wondering what's this sermon about? What is it about? Here's the title I want to share with you. Here's the title for the sermon today. Choose your battles wisely. Choose your battles wisely. I highly recommend that you use a pen and a notebook uh, as you listen to the sermon. Please take as much as uh, notes as you can so that you can reflect on this later because I believe this will come handy uh, at, at least at some point in life. You know, I've, I've always seen people who are very helpful. I've always seen people who are very, uh, who always stand for those who are in crisis. And I've also, you know, seen them get into trouble because they keep helping all the time. Now, I'm not saying helping is a bad thing. I'm not saying standing for others is a bad thing. But we need to be careful about whom we help. We need to be careful about what we are helping with. We need to be careful of whom we are standing for sometimes. You know, even in our personal lives, we may face a certain kind of challenge. And in that challenge, we shouldn't, you know, take everything, you know, as a big big thing and, you know, make a big deal out of it. Rather, we should spend time in prayer and seek and ask God, God, is this something that you want me to focus on? Maybe it may be like a challenge or a crisis that you're facing. And instead of paying attention to that, instead of thinking about it, instead of dealing with it, see, sometimes God will have this purpose for you where he'll say, ignore that problem. You see, sometimes the best way to solve problems in life is to just ignore it. It's not that you are, you know, covering it up or something. You're just ignoring and saying, God, you take care of this. But there'll be some situations where God will say, you know what? Take a step, do this, do this, do this. And so there will be some times where God will allow us to fight certain battles, but there will be some times that God will not allow us to fight certain battles. And that is why when it comes down to a Christian life, it is really, really important for us to learn to choose our battles wisely. Amen. You have to learn to choose our battles wisely. Because if we do not choose our battles wisely, then what will happen is we will always be in the situation in life where we will we will keep growing and we'll face a battle and we may see a victory. And all of a sudden another one will come, we will face a victory. But you know, eventually another one will come and all of a sudden we'll see sudden loss and defeat. And we'll be wondering, is God really there with me? I've been in situations in my life where I, t- I took everything as a challenge and then I felt God began to teach me through his word saying all battles are not meant for you to be fighting with. It's, you know, you, you're not supposed to fight with all the battles. There are some you have to fight, some you don't have to fight. There are some things you have to stand for, some things you don't have to stand for because ultimately it is God who protects people. For example, sometime your friend might come to you asking for a solution, but as he's speaking to you, the Lord may speak to you saying, you know what, don't enter into this, just stay quiet. And, and you'll be conflicted, you know, like my friend is asking me something, but I sense the Holy Spirit telling me not to enter into this. What do I do? You see, sometimes God will have a better solution. And when you step into that, when you step into that battle, it may be an obstacle for them. It may be a stumbling block. It may become a situation where they'll never be able to overcome. 
So it's really important for us to choose our battles wisely. I've learned this, that God will allow you to go, to go through certain battles in life. And sometimes he won't allow you to go through certain battles. And we have to be led by the spirit, understanding what to do just at the right time. Amen. Amen. Are you with me so far? I don't know if you're wondering, what is this pastor preaching this morning? I thought we were supposed to stand for everybody. I'm not saying we should not stand, but we have to be wise in what we fight for, in the things that we uh, fight for. Now, if the subject is not clear to you, I can assure you that by the end of the sermon, it will be clear to you. So come along with me, follow along as I share God's word with you. Amen. As human beings, we often fall into this trap of fighting for every issue. I'm sure all of us can agree. We hear about some issue that's happening in our world today. You know, recently the George Floyd's issue, uh, once that happened, you know, there was a huge protests and, you know, a lot of people changed their Instagram profile picture to uh, black. They started making uh, all these statements and all of that. Now, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. But, but it started going beyond a certain point where many Christians started doing that and it started going off in a very unbiblical way. And the reason why that happens is because as human beings, we have this tendency in us to fight for everything. We get, in, we get into this tendency to fight for every issue. So sometimes I would call this a trap. Uh, we get into an argument about every issue. Uh, we get into, uh, you know, we see a Facebook post that is something uh, negative. Uh, even if it says something negative about Jesus, we are like, oh, I need to make sure that I make my arguments clear. Uh, you know, something that I've learned in apologetics is that you don't have to argue all the time. You don't have to make your statement all the time. Make your statement when it's necessary. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I've seen my, you know, I've, I've also been there. You just get into every sort of argument and we realized not every argument is worth arguing. Not every battle is worth fighting. And so we have to understand that. Because as human beings, we have this tendency in us, you know, I've got to fight this, you know, this is my thing, I'm going to do this, I'm going to argue, I'm going to make sure that person realizes mistake. We get into all that, but as we look at scripture, we find something different. As we look at scripture, we will learn that we have to learn to choose our battles wisely. Amen. We have to learn to choose them wisely. In other words, when problems come our way, when certain challenges come our way, we have to seek God and ask Him whether this issue is something where you really have to focus on, whether this issue is something that you really have to deal with. You have to seek God and then take a step. You should not take a step without seeking God. Because if God allows you to face it, I can assure you that there will be a victory. But if God does not allow you to face it, I can also assure you that there will be a defeat. See, victory comes from the Lord. The Bible says the horse is made ready for the day of battle. But where does the victory come? Not from the strength of the horse, not from how powerful you are, but it comes from the Lord. So if God allows you to do something, there will be victory. But if God does not allow you to do something, then there will be a defeat. I want to share this passage of scripture with you from Numbers chapter 14, verse 39 to 45. Uh, I'm going to read from verse 40. 2.45 and I ask that you open your Bibles. Uh, today I do not have access to my uh, to all of my equipment so I'm not able to put up the verses on screen but I, I, I encourage all of you to open your Bibles 
or the Bible app or something and, and follow along with me as I read uh, this passage of scripture. Numbers chapter 14 verse 40 to 45. Numbers chapter 14 verse 40 to 45. If you're there, I would like to read this passage for you. Please follow along. And they rose early in the morning and went up to the heights of the hill country saying, here we are. We will go up to the place that the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. But Moses said, why are, you, why are you now transgressing the command of the Lord when that will not succeed? Verse 42, Do not go up, for the Lord is not among you, lest you be struck down before your enemies. Verse 43, For there the Amalekites and the Canaanites are facing you, and you shall fall by the sword, because you have Turn back from following the Lord and the Lord will not be with you. Verse 44, I want you to pay attention to this. If possible, please underline this verse. Verse 44, but they presumed, but they presumed to go up to the heights of the hill country, although neither the ark of the covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed out of the camp. Verse 45, then the Amalekites and Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and defeated them and pursued them even to Hormah. So we read this passage about Israel. Uh, we read this passage about how they went for a battle when God did not approve of a battle. Uh, let's call this as an unauthorized battle. Let me give you a context of this passage. Now, there were people who came out of Egypt. There was a generation of people who came out of Egypt. And what happened is that when the generation of Israel came out of Egypt, they always kept rebelling against God. Now, we all know the story. They demanded for meat and God gave them meat. They, they, they were demanding. They were murmuring. They were, they were always talking about how good Egypt was and where they are right now. You know, though they were getting free food every day, though they didn't have to be as slaves every day, they were complaining. They were murmuring against God. And so finally, God got tired of them and he said that this generation of Israel that came out of the land of Egypt is not going to step into the land of Canaan, the, the, the land that God has promised them because of their sins of murmuring and grumbling and, and not trusting in God. So when people heard this, what they said is that, uh, you know what, we have sinned because when, when people heard that God is not going to take them into the land, they're like, okay, you know what, we have done this mistake and let's fix this. And how are they going to fix it? They're going to go for a war against the Amalekites and the Canaanites. Now, we have to understand a bit of history about the Amalekites, Canaanites, and even countries like Bab the Babylonians and the Egyptians. When you compare Israel at the stage where they are right now, and you compare with uh, some uh, nation like Babylon or Egypt and Canaanites, one thing you'll learn in history is that Israel was not advanced in warfare like the other nations. Like Amalekites, Canaanites, Babylonians were very advanced in terms of warfare technologies. Uh, they were basically so advanced that Israel cannot match them. And what we can often see in the Bible is that every time Israel won a battle, it was not by their might, not by their power, but it was by God's awesome power. It was by God's spirit that they won every battle because Israel was a very young nation and they cannot stand against a nation like the Canaanites or the Amalekites or the Egyptians or the Babylonians. So all these nations can crush them almost instantly. They were so powerful. They were very well advanced. Like, like say they were 50, 100 years advanced in, compared to Israel. 
And every time Israel won a battle, it was simply because of God's strength. And when what happens here is that when the Israelites hear that God is not going to take them into the promised land, what they do is that they say, you know what, we're going to fix this. We will go now. We will do this. We will fight against. We will go to the hill country. We will fight against the Amalekites and the Canaanites. Moses made it very clear. He said, listen, guys, it's not going to work because God is not with you because you sinned against God. And, you know, this is something that God does not approve of. But they still go and do it. And the end of that is what we see in verse 45. They were defeated. They were absolutely defeated. So they took a step, went for a battle that God did not allow them to do. They said, you know, here we are. We're going to take over that promised land. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They tried it, but they absolutely failed. What Israel did is that they not just disobeyed the Lord at first, but also they're disobeying God by going to this battle. God did not authorize. Usually, you know, in the time of Israel, if a battle is happening, the Ark of the Covenant will go along with them. It's a significance that God was going with them. But here, there was no Ark of the Covenant. The leaders of Israel was not there. Moses was not there. It's just people running out of their own, you know, uh, passion to fight against the nation and take over their land. And it was not possible. They were defeated and they were chased away by the Amalekites and Canaanites. So Israel did it on their own accord and they did not succeed. They faced a big defeat that day. Now, people in that group might have thought like this, you know what, isn't God with us? Isn't he the one who goes before us? Isn't he all powerful? And if God is there with me, then I can do anything. <laughs> we have to be careful of how we use that statement sometimes. We may think that, oh, God of angel army, so I can do anything. There are some things that God will allow us to do. Some things he will not allow us to do. And we have to be careful of that. We cannot go fighting every battle or every enemy that comes our way. If you remember in the, in the Bible study session uh, last week, uh, not, not, not the week that just went by, but the week before that, uh, in the last session, I, I shared with you about uh, spiritual warfare, that we are not supposed to go out into the streets and call out demons and fight against them. God has not given us that authority. But whatever comes our way when it comes to you know, oppose us or stand against our ministry, we can fight against that. But when we go for battles that God has not allowed us to do, it is always going to be a terrible mistake. It's going to, we are going to face a big defeat. These people might have thought, oh, isn't God with us? Didn't he go before us? Now he will also give us the victory. No, there are some things that God did not allow them to do. Here's what we need to understand. If there is a battle that God does not approve, we should not fight. If there is a situation that God does not want us to deal with, don't deal with it at all because God will have a better plan. See, it's not only important to know what to do in life. It's also important to know what we should not do. It's very important to know that. It's, it's, no, it's, let me say this again. It's not only important to know what we should be doing. It is also important to know what we cannot do or what we should not do. And, and we see this in the Bible over and over again. Because God only allows us to succeed in the areas where his will is there for us. He will only allow us to succeed in the areas that he has planned for us. For example, you know, I'm into ministry. I'm into full-time ministry. This is my life. This is my calling. On the other side, if you're someone who's come to my church, uh, you'll know that I'm, I'm very much interested in media. Media is like my, uh, is one of the things I'm very passionate about. So, you know, 
now that I have a call for ministry, I cannot shut down ministry and start a media business. It's not going to work because my blessing, my prosperity is in my calling. It's not everywhere. So just because, you know, I'm saved, I cannot go around doing everything. I'm saved to do the will of God, not to do my will. We have to understand that. So when God allows us to fight certain battles, it has to be in his will, not in our will. And that is why we have to choose battles carefully. We have to choose battles carefully. We see this in the Bible over and over again, that we should know what we should not be doing, that we have to know the things that we should not get into. When God does not allow a certain thing, let us stay out of it at all times. Amen. You look at verse 44, Numbers chapter 14, verse 44. Let's turn to that passage, Numbers 14, verse 44. He, this is what they did. This is what Israel did. And this is something that I want to share with you specifically. Verse 44, it says like this, but they presumed. What did they do? They presumed to go up to the heights of the hill country, although neither the ark of the covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed out of the camp. So Moses, the leader of Israel, did not go with them. The ark of the covenant did not go with them. And what did they do? The third word in that verse is the word presumed. And I want you to underline that. Now, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It's, it's slightly different. But if you're in any other translation, you will find a word similar to presumed. Uh, even if it's not in your translation, just write down that word. Because we're going to talk about the presumption. We're going to talk about the dangers of presumption. Because when you presume when you, when, you, when you have a presumption over a situation, you will do things as if God is leading you. Okay, presumption is basically a guesswork. It's an overconfident action. Let me talk about it. The problem with Israelites in this passage is that they presumed that they can do this. They, they just guessed, okay, you know what, we can do this. And they were overconfident. Presumption is something where you just assume it will fall into place and you can just go and do it. Do it. You expect, you know, it's all going to fall into place and so it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do it. Also the word presume, if you read in the dictionary, the word presume also means to go beyond and do what is right or proper. Now this is right or proper according to the human will, according to the human thought, not according to God's will. So when you presume something, it will always be a very convicting one. When you presume, you'll always feel very confident about your life. Like, about your actions you'll, you'll think okay you know what this this feels like a right thing to do but basically you'll be just presuming you'll have that overconfidence you'll have this thought that it is going to fall into place but that's the dangerous thing and that is what israel did here the word they presumed they had this self-confidence concerning their life they just felt like, you know, I've got to do this. They, they felt important. This is my land. This is my promised land. I'm going to take a captive of that. They were just presuming. Again, and it was against God's will. And that is why they faced a big defeat in their life that day. Presumption is a big issue. If you, if you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 23. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 23. It says like this, for rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption, let me say that again, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. 
Now God is speaking these words through this prophet Samuel to King Saul. So the word is going from Samuel to King Saul and this is what Samuel says. Rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. I want you to underline that phrase. Presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. The reason why we often lose battles in life, the reason why we often face defeat in life is because we presume, we have this overconfidence that God will give us a victory in anything we do. And we go into it with the false confidence. And the, the, the character of presumption is you'll always feel very confident. You'll feel like you're full of faith. But the reality is you're just presuming that God will give you victory. The Bible reminds that presumption and idolatry are on the same level. In other words, presuming that God will do this and this is equivalent to bowing down and worshipping a God that is not Yahweh. Let me say that again. Presuming that God will do this in my life is as if bowing down to worship a God that is not Yahweh. Now you may wonder how is this very different from faith. Faith is, is a very different thing. It's character, characters, it, it's more of believing on the God who can do this in your life. And so uh, that is what faith is all about. It's believing in the things that you've not seen. But presumption has to do more with believing in yourself. That you can do this and when you do this, somehow God will get into the picture and give you the victory. I hope that is clear. Presumption or let me put it this way. Presumption is something that is fueled by your human spirit. I spoke about the human spirit a couple of weeks back. Presumption is something that is out of you. It's a self-confidence, not confidence in God. Faith is confidence in God. Completely relying, completely trusting on God. But presumption is what you think should happen and what you think will work out. So you think if I do this, do this, do this, God will somehow show up one day and will do something. No, no, no. We should not presume. Having faith is different, but presumption here is idolatry. It's idolatry and God is not happy with that. Because one thing the human spirit will always lead us to do is that it will make you feel like, you know, we can do anything we want and God will give us the victory. Uh, we are made to assume that all the battles that will come our way, we can stand against that and we can gain the victory. That's false. That's false. Anytime you face a challenging situation, at your workplace, in your family or anywhere, anytime you face a certain challenge before getting into an argument or before saying anything, seek God. If it's God's will to deal with the situation, you know what? God will give you the strength, the wisdom and the strategy to deal with it. But if God does not approve, no matter what you do, even if, if when God does not approve, no matter what effort you take, you are going to fail. You have to be careful of that. No matter what effort you make, you make, you can make all the effort you want in the world. But if God does not approve, failure is for sure. Please don't think I'm negative, but I'm, I'm speaking out of what the word teaches. And also I've been in times in my personal life where I've assumed, you know, this is what God wants me to do. And I've faced a massive defeat. And we have to be careful that, that we should never step into a path that God has not ordained for us. We should never step into a place where God has not designed for us because every time we go into a place where um, 
where we think that we can do whatever we want and God will give them a victory, I can tell you destruction is imminent. Defeat is imminent. You have to always, at all times, depend on God and say, God, you know what? This is the situation. Should I do something about it? This is the situation. What should I do? Should I go ahead or not? We should seek God. When we seek God, He will allow us to see victory in our life. You look at the battles that Israel fought. Many of the battles are won because they inquired of the Lord. They sought God. Before going to the battle, the, the priests will come, the, the commanders will come, the, the, the kings will come and seek the Lord and ask God, is this the right thing to do? And there are times when God will say, no, don't go for the battle. But there are times when God will say, go, because I've already gone before you. The beautiful thing about battles in life is that in battles that God has ordained for you, he's already gone before you. You, you have to go there. You have to step into it to see the victory. God has already ordained that for you. You don't have to worry. But in battles that God is not gone, uh, God is not allowing you to do, it is going to be a disaster. And we have to be careful of what we experience in our life. Amen. We have to be careful of what we choose to do. Church, I want you to understand this. Something very important. Don't take every problem as a serious issue that only you have to solve. Don't take every problem as a serious issue that only you can deal with. See, when you face a challenge that is that God has not allowed you to do, and when you feel like, you know, you've got to do this, what will happen is that there is this feeling that will come into your heart. You'll, you'll feel as if you are the only person who can solve this issue. Now, anytime, I, I, want, you to, I want to tell you this, anytime you look at a situation and feel like, you know what, this is the situation only I can solve. This is the situation only I can solve. When that thought comes to you, remember, it is not from God. Remember, defeat is imminent. Remember, it is a trap for you. Anytime you feel like only I can solve this matter, <laughs> defeat is imminent. We have, to, we have to remind ourselves day after day that we are not Jesus the Messiah. We are not Jesus the Savior. We are mere human beings. And we have to remember that anytime you feel like, oh, we are the important ones and, and only we can solve this, it's a trap for us. Don't take every problem as a serious issue that only you can deal with. Don't give in to such feelings. Don't give in to such thoughts that only you can do this. The, the biggest problem with many Bible-believing Christians today is that they will make a decision often based on their feelings and thoughts. And I can tell you, feelings will always lead you in the wrong direction. One day you'll feel really spiritual and another day you'll feel like the greatest sinner. And you cannot rely on your feelings. You are saved by grace. Your sins are washed away and you're made pure, righteous in Jesus. Depend on that. But your feeling, you know, on the other hand will tell you, I know who you are. You know, remember what you did a few years ago. Your feelings and your thoughts will always put you into trouble. Never run your life based on that. Remember anytime, if it's not going to be God's will, uh, it's, it's a big trap for you. Even if your friend walks up to you, your best friend, your best buddy and asks for a certain help, Seek God and ask God, God, can I do this? Can I help with this? Will there be a victory in this? And if seek God, if God allows you, you are going to be a helpful vessel for someone. But if God does not allow you to do, then remember this, that God has someone else to help them. And if you get into it without God's approval, you'll be just a stumbling block in the way. Amen. Don't take every problem as a serious issue that only you have to deal with. Allow God to work in your life.
Amen. So Israel, what happens is they go for a battle that God did not allow them to do. And finally, they faced a big defeat in their life. They faced a very big defeat in their life. Be careful of unauthorized actions. Be careful of unauthorized actions. Joseph Excel said like this, that the man who forsakes God's commandments forsakes his own happiness. Let me say that again. A man who forsakes God's commandments forsakes his, whole, his, his own happiness. You may think you're the only one who can solve this issue, but I tell you, you're putting your life at risk. You're putting your happiness at risk. Follow God's command. What is God's will for the situation? What is God's will for the specific situation? Seek Him and I can tell you that when you seek Him for every matter, every battle, you will have victory in your life. Amen. You will absolutely have victory in your life. Church, here's what I'd like you to know. Seek the Lord before you face any challenge or any situation in your life. And second is this, don't be led by your passion, but be led by the Spirit of God. Don't be led by your passion, but be led by your Spirit of God. See, passion is a good thing. And passion can only take you up to a certain level. But your passion cannot sustain you forever. What can sustain you forever is God's power and His Spirit working in your life. That is why I say, don't be led by your passion, but be led by the Spirit of God. Because oftentimes people mistake passion, something that they really desire, you know, that's a hard desire. Uh, they, they, they equate that with the will of God, with the, with the Spirit of God. No, no, no. Your passion can take you only up to a certain place. It can take you to the doorstep, but only God can lead you to the very end. So be a person led by the Spirit of God. Be a person that is led by the Spirit of God. And so when you be a person that is led by the Spirit of God, seek God in every step and ask God, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I fight this battle? Can I stand for this person? Can I do something about it? Seek God in everything. Don't think of yourself to be the only one who can solve everything. Don't assume. Don't presume. Don't guess. Don't become overconfident in life, but be led by the Spirit of God. People will tell you, you're the only one who can solve the issue for them. Don't give in to all those words. Sometimes they will, they will praise, and, praise us and say, you know, last time you did this in my life and I'm so much better. You have to do this again. They will praise you. They will say a lot of things. Uh, but don't give in to that. Don't give in to that. If it's not God's will, don't give in to that. God might say, you know, as you pray, son, this is not your problem. Don't deal with it. Obey God. Don't give in to the praises of people. People will always trick you and it will be a trap for your life. Allow God to work. Let Him fight the battles. Help Him. Ask God to help you choose the battles that you need to face. The battles that you need to stand, stand against. And so when you do that in God's will, I tell you, you will see the victory in your life. Amen. You may say, as a, as a Christian, as God's child, don't I have the authority? Of course you have the authority as God's child. You have, you have that authority. I'm not saying you do not have. What I'm saying is that use your authority wisely. Use your authority in the right place at the right time. Because God may have a different plan than what you have in store. God may have altogether a very different plan than what you have in store, than what you're thinking. So it's important to seek God first. And if God asks you or allows you to do something, use your authority there. Don't use your authority in places that God has not authorized. 
I can tell you this, and I've been in ministry circles all my life, and I've I've seen people fall out of ministry simply because they went up against, uh, went against, uh, went went on to do things that God did not call them to do. Wherever God has not called us, there is no protection. Wherever God does not allow us to do certain thing, there is no protection. Only in the places where God allows us, there is His presence and His protection. And I've I've personally witnessed people who have fallen apart in ministry, and my heart grieves for them. And this is also a caution for me that I'm, you know, reminding myself over and over again as a young pastor that that no matter what I do, I should not venture into something that God has not called me to do, that God has not authorized me to do. I have to always be focused on what does God want me to do, what is God allowing me to do. You see, sometimes when people come to me and talk about negative things, and you know, when people put me down and criticize me, I, I sometimes feel like you know what I've 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 got to, you know, I got to tell these people who I am. It's a human thing tendency, uh, but one thing that God always reminds me is don't have to. You don't have to tell who you are. You don't have to talk about all these things. Just let God work. Just let me work. God will not allow us to, uh, you know, speak about us to certain people or explain ourselves, and people will talk about us. They'll misunderstand us all the time. It doesn't matter. We don't live for people's reputation. Paul says, "If I were still pleasing men, then I am not eligible to be a servant of God." You look at the life of this man. It was completely based on what God wants him to do. If we can live life that way, if we can live life that way, where we are choosing the right battles to fight, the right issues to fight, I tell you, we will see victory. But if we choose the wrong ones, you'll face defeat after defeat, defeat after defeat, and finally, here's what will happen to you: you'll be a very discouraged person. You'll be a very discouraged person. You'll think to yourself, "What is God doing in my life? I don't know." And I'm facing defeat after defeat. Let me tell you this: you are facing defeat because you're getting into situations that God has not allowed you to do. As a Christian, get to know what you are not supposed to do. Get to know what you're not supposed to do. Get to know your borders. Get to know the things that God has not not authorized you for. When you get to know that, I tell you, you'll be able to live a life that glorifies God. You will be able to see victories in your life. Amen. Church, I want to remind you this once again before I close this sermon. Choose your battles wisely. Not everything is meant for you. Not all problems is to be solved by you. Some things God will allow. Some things God may not allow. Choose the right ones, and you will see victory in your life. Amen. Amen. Why don't we close our eyes and look into the Lord in prayer? Ask God and say, Master, we need your strength today in our life. We need your strength today in our life. We want you to work in our life, Master. We we look at the situation that our that our world is facing today. We look at uh, situations that sometimes our family members are going through, and we feel like maybe we should do something. We feel like maybe I should I should take a step and do something. But on one side, we hear you saying, "Son, this is not your matter to deal with." On one side, we hear you saying, "Son, this is not your matter to deal with." And Father, we we learned from Numbers chapter fourteen today that Israel faced a defeat that day because they presumed, they had this overconfidence, they had the self confidence that if somehow they do something, that God will do something for them. And they faced defeat that day. And Father, we pray that that may not, that may never happen in our life. That we may never presume, never assume, never guess, or never be overconfident. But rather have this faith that is 
fully dependent on you master help us lord help us to never presume in our life your word says that presumption is as is is equivalent to idolatry and we don't want to fall down in worship to another deity lord we want to worship you alone father help us not to presume master help us not to presume help us to live by your word by your instruction let your word be our final master a final say oh lord let us be always bound to your word and let us be obedient to you help us to choose our battles wisely thank you master for who you are you are the god who goes before us and you are the god who can give us victories beyond our wildest imaginations help us lord help us jesus help us master we glorify your name we glorify your name hallelujah we worship you hallelujah we lift up your name on high master we want to thank you we want to thank you jesus thank you lord god give us your wisdom fill us with your spirit every day we pray that we will do the right thing in the way you want us to do in the way you want us to go we give you all the glory and honor in jesus name we pray amen and amen amen